0: Welcome back once again to the Ascent podcast. My name is Brian and I'll be your guide as we go through today's session. I'm joined this morning with my co-host Bridget. How are you this morning, Bridget? I
1: am doing great. How are you?
0: Doing well, doing well. So welcome everyone who's joined us. What we're going to get into today is talking about be committed to being committed, which sounds kind of redundant, but I think as we go through today's session, you really kind of understand what we mean by truly being committed or getting committed to the things that you choose to commit to in your life, why that's important, and why sometimes there's really it really is a difference between things maybe you have an obligation for and things that you're truly committed to do. And those are some of the differences and some of the different things that we're going to talk about. You know, as we go through life every day, we commit to new things, we, we get involved with, with different situations. What we wanna figure out today is what's the relevance of these things? What's your level of importance for the, the different things that we, that we get into sometimes? And then also what energy effort, organization, and many other things does it take and require for you to stay committed and see it through till the end? And that's what we wanna focus in on today. So Bridget, let's talk a little bit about this. In your mind, from your description, when someone says I'm committed to something or I make a commitment, what is that? What is a commitment to you?
1: Well, it's not like a promise, right? A commitment is something that you set out. So it's almost like a goal. This is what Mm -hmm. I am setting out to do. Uh, This is my goal. I'm going to work the process to complete that goal. So being committed to something is like, well, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And you set that in stone.
0: Absolutely. And, and I agree with that. Uh, so a commitment is, you know, it really is something that it binds yourself to a course of action is, is a really good description for it. So you've you've chosen to do something. So now you have to set a course of action in order to achieve or reach that particular goal or, or item. So that is, in essence, the definition of what a commitment is. Okay. Another question that I have is, is this. Are there levels or degrees of commitment or is a commitment commitment, no matter how big or small in your mind it may be? What do you, what do you think about that?
1: Well, I think there are timelines and to commitments or, you know, if you may put more of effort to one commitment than the other. But I think a commitment is a commitment. So it's not like, well, I committed to it that but it was, you know, this happened or I committed to it and I'm going to stay on the course of this, but on this commitment I can let this slide a little bit or I can go let this go a little bit because it's not as big as the commitment I made here. I think a commitment is a commitment. Um, don't make one if you're not going to be able to to stay the course.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for our audience out there, yeah, there's a chat and uh, we love to hear your comments or your perspective on are there levels or degrees of commitment? You know, it's kind of like the little white lies, as people say mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of committed, but not really, you know, well, that's a small thing. This is a big thing. So if the small thing falls off the table, then not a big deal, mm-hmm. but you know, I disagree with that. I agree with what Bridget is saying is that if you choose to commit to something, no matter how large or how small, that that is something you should work towards honoring. And as it says here, bind yourself to it from an action standpoint to be able to see it through.
1: And your word is your bond, remember? And so if you give someone your word, especially, well, we know if you sign on a dotted line, you're in, you're in it. But mm-hmm. if you give someone your verbal commitment, that's all they have is your word. And so that's very important that you honor that and stay committed to that, no matter how big or small the commitment is.
0: Agreed. Absolutely agree with that. So then let me ask this, then. This is another one that comes up uh, when we talk about commitment, and that is commitment versus your duty. Uh, And and let's try to get some clarification around that, because there is a difference between something that is a, a duty that you have versus something that you take on as a commitment. And for me, when I look at that and I say, okay, I have a commitment to do something or it is my duty. Obviously military and different things like that, the word, the term duty and what you're responsible for uh, has pretty clear definition and meaning. You are doing that because it's your duty. But let's say it's a work scenario and you have a specific job description and different things that you're responsible for doing. Those are your duties but then there's gonna be a holiday party and they say they need a committee to, to, to do the holiday party. They're looking for volunteers. You commit to being a volunteer. That's a commitment that's a little bit different than just the duty that you have as to work. But I think that line gets blurred a lot in how people approach things. Uh, what are your thoughts?
1: It can, it can get blurred because I was thinking about what you said, now your role at work, your duty at work is what you signed for. That is what you that is what you're supposed to do, what your responsibilities are, which which you won't get paid for if you don't do them. Um, mm-hmm. They're not going to fire you for not signing up to bring, um, you know, potato salad to the <laughs> company picnic or company party, because uh, that's something that you committed to and you volunteer. However, the volunteer part is where it gets tricky because we can volunteer to commit to something and then say, well, I'm not. It wasn't my job anyway. I just said I would do it. I just—I was just being nice. But no, if you tell someone you're going to do it, and you commit to doing that. You have to follow through. Yep,
0: agreed. And that's the thing—is it is the follow through. It is the commitment piece. Now, another thing that I want to throw on here when we talk about commitment and why we chose the term or the topic, commit to be committed. Is oftentimes we'll make a commitment. We'll commit to certain things. We'll bind ourselves to it. We agree that we want to work our way through it. However, we are not in one hundred percent, right? And that's the thing that, and that's why the whole term of commit to being committed. So go back through that list of things. We all have one of I committed to do this. I am on this board. I'm part of this organization. I promised my mom i do this. I promised my sister or brother i do that, whatever the list may be. You have this list of things that you've committed to do generally for other people. Sometimes it's for yourself, such as a diet or exercise or whatever else it might be, and you need to commit to those things as well it might be a good time to go back and kind of reevaluate some of those things and say, you know what, what is my level of commitment to it? And that's really what we're talking about is to say, if you choose to commit in the beginning, then your level of commitment should be 100%. And I I think that's where the gap is.
1: And and, and sometimes we can trip ourselves up on that, right? And we'll go um, into that a little bit more further later on, but I have before I became a little bit more self-aware about my need to please and um and yeah it was a yes for everything just because I didn't want people to be disappointed. I overbooked myself every time, every time. And I would sit back and now these things that I wanted to do for people are committed to do people came became a task. And then it became a frustration, you know, and so and then I'm frustrated at them because I, I volunteered to do it but they don't know I have overbooked myself and I have overcommitted to other things. And so you have to be really careful. Like you said, you have to go through that list and say, okay, what can I, what can I really do? Like Mm -hmm. if I'm not saying yes to everything anymore. And we'll talk about that as well. I'm not saying yes to everything anymore. Now let me sit on it and let me look at everything else I have signed up for first.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely true. And we've already kind of touched on it too, as well about (laughs) your committed to things, that's that's your word, that is your bond. Uh, it also can then start to tie to quote unquote, your reputation, which is another thing that you need to be aware of and should also strive to protect. So the relationships and how it impacts those and how it helps build relationships is another reason that mm-hmm. when you do commit to things, why it's important. Uh, um, the other piece I want to just back up well, one little step and talk about, and I kind of threw out there a little, a little while ago about going to the gym or, Um, you know, sticking to that diet, the New Year's resolution that we made on (laughs) New Year's Day. And by February 1st, we've already fallen off the train, right? Um, Again, why is it that we put ourselves? So sometimes, as I said, those, the commitments you make are between you and you. There's, There's no one else to blame or hold accountable or to say, hey, you know, let's make sure we can do this or not do this other than yourself. And I think that's a key, key component that we drop those oftentimes at the sacrifice of doing something for someone else to say, well, I don't have time to do the thing for me that I committed to do for me because now I've taken on the commitments to do some things for other people. What do you say about that? How do you feel like that's important to try to manage that a little bit better?
1: I think that's where self-care became this big thing, right? Because we start to find out by um, results of our health um, results of our mental health as well as our physical health, that we were outdoing ourselves. Like we were doing more for others than we were doing for ourselves. And I think that's when self-care became this big uh, thing now is to take care of self first. Um, because we do plan these um and you know most people do it on New Year's Eve. We do plan these goals for ourselves and what we want to achieve for the year. Um, and just in saying that this is June. So if you plan something you got this is a six month of the year. So this is the first half about to be over. But we we will do um and talk about what we want to do for ourselves and then we will let the commitments for, of other people or what we commit to other people overshadow what we really need to do for ourselves. And mm-hmm. I had to do that. You know, it was like, and then when people start complaining about, well, you know what, I'm always tired. You know, I never get to do this and I never go out and I never go eat and I never do. You have to go back and look, okay, so what did you do to cause this? Because it's not the people, the person's fault that you've committed to is actually you um, overlooking what you promised yourself or what you have committed to yourself. And that's so important. I mean, that can, we could talk about that for days because we do it all the time. And then we look back even at the end of a day or end of a week or end of a month, we look back and see all the things that we neglected about ourselves, self neglect, because we were doing for others. And it's not, it's not a thing that we don't care more for ourselves than we care about. We don't care more for others than we care for ourselves. It's just that we get uh, bogged down with so much and we want, we want to do so much for others as much as we want to do for ourselves, but we can't. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just simple. We can't. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, as you said, there's only so many hours in in each day um, and you've got, competing priorities across the board and that's really what we want to jump into next is when we talk about how to be committed. Uh, when we think about those things, we know the what commitment is it's, a, it's as I said, it's a, something you bound yourself to to from a course of action, we know that these things are important from your your own personal. Um, brand per se, you know, your reputation, etc, the importance of it. But how do you maintain that? So that's what we want to dive into next. You touched on a little while ago. And I think for me, um, I think the key component, when I say, how do I stay committed to something? And the answer for me is just commit to less uh, across the board. What would be your one thing if there was one thing that you could share that you would say, uh, what would that be, Bridget?
1: Well, what I learned about myself is I have to stay organized. For mm-hmm. me, if I'm organized and I have already set something in plan and then set action to it, I, I tend to avoid distractions. So I guess set be, set, um, set um a goal, be organized, and avoid distractions. If you know that staying up to 2 o'clock in the morning on TikTok or whatever online mm-hmm. is going to uh, make a hard day for you the next day and you have something that you have committed to doing, avoid it avoid it and stay organized put it in front of your face put it in front of your face all the time this is what i have been committed to do this is what i intend to do today this week this month this year and stay organized with that because if you don't if you don't have an organization plan you'll fall by the it'll fall by the wayside every time and you'll get distracted you look up and it'll be six months and you still haven't did that one thing that you have committed to doing
0: mm-hmm. Mm, absolutely. So uh, that's a very good point. The organization piece. Uh, going back to what I was saying for me, and I was just talking about, you know, commit to less. Right. Uh, and that plays into organization kind of in a way of what you're just talking about of, of of knowing the things that you have committed to having a list, call it a journal, whatever it might be, so that you can manage the different things you're committed to. Um, and one of the things that I say we have to all get comfortable with, which can be a challenge, and that is the just say no. Right, I mean, just saying no, uh, that growing the ability of being to be able to put yourself in a position to just say, "Sorry, I, I can't, I cannot take that on," uh, because and you really don't have to explain. I mean, I think that's the other thing we get into a lot is people feel like they have to, if they say no or in a certain depth that they have to justify why, and you really don't because you know what's on your plate, you know what the demands of your time are and you have the right to just say you know no i can't do that i can't support that at this time uh, so i think that's a key piece of it what happens too a lot when i say uh, talking about uh commit to less is there's a guilt piece to that envision we talked a little bit about that a little while ago as far as that, that guilt piece goes and you know um you commit to something and you are you, really not getting a chance to do it and uh what you deliver is kind of a a C, C minus type effort. And you know that. And then, but you feel kind of guilty about it. You say, well, I committed to it, but I didn't do it as well as I really could have. So the next opportunity comes along and somebody says, hey, can you commit to do X for me? So because of that guilt that you carried from the previous situation, you then commit to doing something else that you probably should also say no to. And I'm calling that the guilt cycle. So that's the other thing with commitment This is be careful, be aware that you don't start to fall into this guilt cycle of committing to things because you're bearing this guilt as you work your way through it.
1: Um, I totally agree. First of all, we already talked all through the year about the power of no. Um, no is bad for me. It's like um, and, and I n- didn't realize this befo- until I just started to see that I had been saying yes way too many times. Uh, To things that I knew I could do, but did not have the time to do it. And then the outcome, I was frustrated and not giving my all into it. And like you said, a C or C minus at best. Um, And so just, just taking a minute, and I do that, and we talked about that off camera, just taking a minute to really look at your schedule and look at the intention of the commitment. Why are you saying yes to this? Like do you really want to do this or do you want them not to be mad or do you want to please them? You know, look at the intention of being commitment committed. And so what I learned was, you know, the power of no. Um it's a, it's a, it's powerful because you get to make a decision for your life. And that's something that we don't, we don't often do is make those decisions for our time. Um, we let everything else kind of, um, monopolize our time and it gets away from us. Our own time gets away from us. So I I look back and say, I mean, I sit back and I'll say, you know, are you going to do this Bridget? Are you going to have time for this? Is this something you really want to do? Is this something that you should do? And then if those things don't, if the checks don't um, match, I'm like, no. And and I used to have to come up with reasons why I had to say why it was a no. It was always no because, and so that was time consuming for me and draining, coming up with a reason, especially if you just don't want to do it, um, you know, you have to come up with a reason. So that was time consuming and draining for me. So now I just say, you know, no, no, I can't do it. I, yeah. I can't, I'm sorry.
0: Just can't. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's look at the, the some tips. We want to share some tips on how do you stay committed? How do you stay on track? Um, and you, Bridget, you mentioned earlier talking about setting goals, uh, clear, well-defined goals is, is, I think, another good piece of it. Mm-hmm. So that you understand uh, for yourself what it is that you have committed to. What are you committed to? What is the commitment? So that that's defined uh, as, as a very important piece of it. Uh, and then the other thing that you want to make sure when you do set those goals and, and put these definitions out, that there is a timeline associated with it, that you have given yourself some type of guidance from a time or timing standpoint. And, you know, I know we've talked about that many times, the importance of uh, having something be time bound, because if not, it just slips through the cracks, right? Because mm-hmm. you haven't given yourself a... It gets, a away, it gets away from you. It gets away from you. Absolutely um and then sometimes when you do that it may seem like how uh, you put yourself in a situation where you feel like you're in overwhelm because you have too much on your plate or as you look at it and you've written it out and you've got this long laundry list of things like I, I know i can get through all of this well that's when you might need to break it into smaller pieces so you have a, a big goal but maybe that reaching that big goal can actually be broken down into three smaller goals so then you target, check it off each smaller goal first. And then all of a sudden, those three are done. You know, I mean, when those are done, that means the big goal is also done. Mm-hmm. So figuring out how to break it down uh, from that standpoint. I, I know you've used some techniques and some different things. What would you like to share with our audience as far as that goes?
1: Now, like I said before, I, I try to stay as organized. And that's paper, pen, um, online journals, of. Uh, you know anything that i can to keep it in front of my face i try to stay organized a lot another thing that i do is say no to things that i know that's not going to that's going to monopolize my time and i really don't have time for it um and i look at my intention now i'm going to tell you why i say look at my intention because I, as we've talked about many, many times, I was this yes person, right? And I just wanted to do it so you wouldn't be mad at me. Um, I found that that was uh, not advantageous for myself, okay? And I would end up frustrated. So now I'm doing things for other people that I really don't want to do. And so now I'm frustrated with them, and they mm-hmm. don't even know that I really didn't want to do this. And so I had to look back, at, sit back, and look at my intention for it. So that's something that I do is what is the intent? Another thing is I, um, I scaled back a lot, and especially this year, um, like I said, matching energy. But it's, I scaled back a lot because I started to look at everything that I had planned, and some of it wasn't coming to fruition because I had planned too much. And like you said, you know, go and look through your list and kind of. Take away some of those things that you realistically you won't be able to do. And we talked about realistic uh, goals and a timeline for those. And, and so those are the things that I tend to do when I'm planning or when I'm committing to something. It's just, you know, look back and see what I can do, say no to the things I can't, stay organized and avoid distraction. Um, and we'll go into some more things that I totally, totally agree with um, later on. But those are the main keys to what I do to stay to stay committed.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Another piece to add on top of it, and this is where I know a lot of us fall down um, because it involves accountability, and that is tracking your progress. So you've taken the time, you've you've documented the goal, uh, you've set it to be time-bound, what the action steps are. You've maybe chunked it out so it's a little bit more manageable, but then you're not actually then truly tracking where you are in the process. Why? Because guess what? that holds you accountable to it, right? So it's just kinda of like, ooh, if I don't do that, then I don't have to pay, it's like blinders, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're really, really guilty of not wanting to have to sometimes deal with that accountability piece of it. But that's a that's a key part uh, to track where you are in the process and, and know where you are in the different pieces. Cause yeah, you may have to shift some of them around from a priority, mm-hmm. how much time mm-hmm. and effort you put into it, but mm-hmm. how do you know how to and when to do that if you are not actually tracking your progress in each one of the, the particular situations,
1: and I think uh, that's important because it's called a timeline for a reason. It's a time, yeah. and the line is okay. And you may have to push that line back or, or push it forward. Okay, I don't, I can't, I don't have to do this right now. I can't really commit to this right now, but next month. I'll be able to, to commit to it, and so if we stay on target with our with our progress and we track our progress, then we'll know if we're meeting our goals. Some people in the in the, in the quote stands for uh, stands true in this for this as well. We think we have time. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. The problem is we think we have time. Right. Um, and so you want to track that progress because why set the goal if you're not going to track the progress? And the end goal is the progress, right? Or the lesson, if, if not anything. Um, and so we it is very important that we track that.
0: 100%, 100%. And other one that and we've talked about what I'm going to share now before, but it definitely plays into this as well, and that is perfection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're working your way through these things uh just getting to a point of acceptance of that is and again you don't want to deliver c minus work but if you get it up to a a stance where you you okay I feel like this is a B plus or an a a minus whatever it is, be, become okay with that and move on to the next thing. And that's really hard for some of us to do because we mm-hmm. keep going back to revisit it and going back <laughs> to revisit it, right? Because I think we, we both had private. that
1: problem. We both yeah. had that
0: problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we so, both
1: were. I'm not a perfectionist, but we already know from knowing you for a while that you are um, or was a recovering, recovering, <laughs> a, <I'm> a, <laughs> yeah, a recovering uh, perfectionist. And so what I learned, because people were like always asking me, and calling on me and, and, you know, and one of my volunteers, I was like, you know, I can't do everything. And she said, well, you always act like you can. So I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's, I'm giving out this message, right? That I am the person that you call for this. And so I had to go back and say, well, let me not give this message. It it won't be a message of I can't do anymore. Don't ask me nothing. But it was okay. I can only do so much and I am going to say no. So, you know, sometimes we don't um, consciously, Become perfection. Sometimes we unconsciously, you know, show ourselves as we're going to always show up, and so that's what people expect.
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent, and that's true. Um, Again, you talked earlier. You mentioned, and this was your theme for this year. I know we talked about it at the beginning of the year about mirroring energy. You know, Mm -hmm. the, the effort and and that kind of thing. And that's exactly what you were just talking about. There was people see you because you're putting out this. It's like a I'm open sign, right? Neon signs in the window. I'm open to take on anything you put out, right? And Sometimes you have to realize you say, you know what? I might have to back up off that or remember to turn that sign off certain times of the day, uh, which again goes back to what I was saying a minute ago of just basically being able to say, no, I can't or I can't commit to that and be okay with that. Don't get guilted into it and, and the, whole, the whole nine yards with that.
1: And it's not an easy task. It's not an easy task. Let me tell y'all, because even now, just just being very transparent, I have um, three organizations that I really want to participate in. Like I really want to. um, And I have I have reached out and asked how to participate in these organizations, but I have not committed to it yet because. I don't I won't have the time and I won't have the time to give to my or, my own organization by committing to these other organizations. So don't feel bad and don't beat yourself up if you don't if you don't get it right the first time or the second time. If you're prone to to, to um, say yes, it's going to be a hard task to start saying, no, I really don't have that because you have to say it to yourself first. hmm. And you have to realize it for yourself that I can't do those things. And so that's where I am is kind of weeding out what can you really do? And you're going to give your all to it based on, I mean, um, versus you're going to do all these things uh, mediocre. And that's not what you want to give.
0: Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So that thing that kind of sums up, um, you know, some of the things that you can do to help you um, get committed and and Mm -hmm. understand, you know, having the goals and the timelines and and everything else so that that wraps that into uh, kind of a, a pretty picture for you um another thing i think is important and we talk about this too bridget is celebrating the successes along the way understanding that as you're working towards accomplishing said goal whether it's for someone else that you've committed to or for yourself uh it's a journey uh, mm-hmm. And even though you uh, obviously are working to get to that deadline, to that destination, uh, it that just leads you on to the next thing and then on to the next thing. So you, you never really quote unquote arrive, if you right. want to look at it from that standpoint. So actually taking in those moments, celebrating those moments, um, of success as you work your way through it, I think is a key component too. Because otherwise, you start to feel kind of overwhelmed. Like, oh God, this is so daunting because there's it's just it's never ending, right?
1: It's so important for and especially especially for your self-esteem, right? Because you start to beat yourself up when you don't complete a lot of the goals or are arrived. Um, so it's so important that you, you count those small steps and count those small um, successes and what you have a, a, a obtained up, up until this point. Even if you're behind, if you, call, if you could call it behind on what you want to do by June. Let's just say that because we're at the, the, almost the second half of this year. If you haven't accomplished what you said in January that you were going to do by June. Okay, well, then let's start again in June. And just again, just not keep going because after, after a while it will be December before we blink. Um, <laughs> yeah. It will be December. So don't beat, a, beat yourself up because you haven't accomplished it. You know, track those progresses, um, applaud those progresses, celebrate those progresses and then begin again if you have to.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with starting over. Uh, and that's there's, there's also the last thing that I want to bring tie into that is don't give up. I mean, mm-hmm. and so many times we are literally one step one connection one conversation one phone call away from accomplishing the thing finishing the thing meeting the right person being in the right position to achieve whatever it might be and then we give up literally that one step that one moment before we could actually be there so that's the other thing that i really want to share is just don't give up stay the course it can I be challenging, yes, a- a- absolutely, but you have to then focus, stay focused to the reward at the end. What the what the benefits are going to be uh, at the very end of it, I think, is important. Uh, that be, think that's that
1: is? my, and that's a lifestyle choice for me because, and you know, with my history, I just refuse to. Even when mm-hmm. I want to, I can't make myself. Even when I said I gave, I give up, I'm still in my head thinking. What's that one more thing I I can do? Um, And that's what I promote to my girls. Just, okay, it's rough. Don't give up. Okay, today was a bad day, not a bad life. Don't give up. Um, It was a bad experience and it was a lesson. Let's call it a lesson. Don't give up. Um, Okay, yeah, that did not work, but let's do it. Plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Don't give up. So that's something that has become a lifestyle choice for me.
0: And I love how you, and you do use that often about, uh, it, it's a bad day, not a bad life. So, and we all have those days that can be super challenging, uh, mm-hmm. but don't let that overshadow what you have that you're trying to accomplish this month, this six months, this year, stay as best you can on task to try to get those things done. Absolutely. Um, the other piece that I want to put onto this, which I think is key, then we're going to do a little bit of a rewind but I think it's important I want to go back to when we first started talking about um setting your goals and making a timeline and and what what's all associated with the goal or the task the things that you've committed to and that is what is your why why are you even bothering to start or to write it down, or to think about it, or whatever else in the first place. And sometimes I think we might need to actually back up to that step first, figure out what our why truly is for ourselves, and then from there now start to formulate the goals, the actions, and those types of things uh, that we want to commit to. So what is the why? What is the true motivation or aspiration behind it I think it's a key piece and that we often overlook that. We we just gloss right over that step and jump right into, okay, let's set the goal this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. But the question is, well, why did you want to set that goal in the first place? What is it that you want to get out of accomplishing that goal? Is it just to check the box or is, there, is it a, a deeper meaning to it? And, and if so, what is that deeper meaning and all of those types of things?
1: That, and that ties back to intention. I'm telling you that opened up a lot of free space for me in my schedule. When I started to talk, think about why, like, why are you doing this? You know, and what's your intention? Are you trying to get people to like you? Are you just trying to be, are you trying to be popular? Or is this something that you really have a passion for? And, and we think when I think about that, I think about how a lot of people involve themselves in community organizations or just anything really, any kind of committees, um, even even jobs and roles on their job. Um, you take on so many roles on your job. Why are you doing this? Is this something that you really enjoy doing, something you really want to do? Or is that so people will say, hey, you are able to do it. And you have to be really self-aware to get to the bottom of that, Brian. Like you have to really know yourself and why you do things and not just why you do things to, to commit, but why you do things in life, basically, you know, every day. And so my, I know my why and, and, and I stick to that. And when I stick to my why, it, it shaved off a lot of time for other uh, other things, right? And I opened myself up to a lot of free space because I was doing it for the wrong, it wasn't my why, it was other reasons. And so that is very important, knowing your why. And, we, and that's the best thing to get to, to be a, at a place where you know your why. I'm, I mean, for me, it was the best place to be is when I knew why I was doing what I was doing. 100%.
0: Uh, and- It is, I think, the root of all of those different things that you just talked about, because it helps give you some type of guidance. It gives you some framework to work from when you Mm -hmm. have that why. And you don't then start to question as you work your way through it. Well, well, I don't understand, you know, even why I'm on this path or on this journey, because you already have defined in the beginning Mm -hmm. the true relevance to you. And that, that is your why, your, your inspiration, your motivation. So those that, that's a key part. And, and I wanted to really bring that up and as kind of the last piece, when we're talking about how do you stay committed? Uh, because I think that is something that really should be moved to the very beginning of this whole process. So that as you do put those things down that you commit to and truly commit to, and that's the whole point of what we're saying, commit to be committed. That's the truly being committed to a piece. That you understand the whys and the reasonings behind it.
1: Yes, absolutely, and and you'll be in a better place at work. And your mentally, you'll be in a better place. Um, at play, you'll be in a better place because you know your why, and mm-hmm. you can move forward with that.
0: Agreed. Absolutely agreed. So let's move to the next phase. The next thing we want to talk about, which is, uh, and that's the importance of having a support system. Uh, in place as you do work towards the things you commit to achieving the different goals that you have. What, what does the support system look like? So really what we're talking about there is, is it friends, is it family, is it coworkers? Uh, is it peers, um, a mentor, different people like that that you may have in your life or should have in your life to help keep you on track. Uh, and, Bridget, we've talked about this many times, too, Where we talk about accountability. And we, we had that word come up a little bit ago and how important it is that you do have an, an accountability person, whoever that may be, uh, in your life that kind of goes, and, you know, girl, a dude, hey, come on, man. I mean, seriously, right? That person who's really going to stand up and hold your feet to the fire. Uh, We need that accountability person, and I think that matters. Uh, So whoever that's going to be for you, uh, someone you can be open with, communicate with, share, and and truly, honestly, openly share what your objectives are why you're trying to get there, the whys behind it. So it it does need to be someone that's kind of a confidant that you can really, really express the true self to so that they can be there for you. Uh, And that's not always easy to find. What do you think?
1: Well, you know, as as I've said before, I have a couple of circles of really uh, close friends. uh, And I'll say that first of all, I'll say don't expect your close friends to always be a support system in business, okay? Um, When they didn't see the vision, you want to align yourself with people that have that, you know, that same commonality in terms of vision. However, you will have a a selected close friend base that you can't bounce uh your feelings off of um and not exactly your ideas your vision ideas but your feelings about what's going on with you and so i have a uh couple of circles of good friends where i can be myself and i can say hey this is you know this is hard for me today or this is hard for me this month and also i have a uh, organization a mentor program and what i found in my volunteers were um well, they came on as volunteers to help me with the girls, but really what they are doing are are being my support system. I have one, a volunteer will always say, well, you know, Miss Bridget, you know, I don't know about that or look at it this way. And it was hard for me, right, because I'm the oldest child and I'm the oldest grandchild, blah, blah, blah. And I'm always the one making these decisions and nobody's saying, well, hey, that ain't good. You know, that's not, I think you should look at it this way. And so it was hard for me to accept that because I was like, well, is my decision, um, but she, you know, one of my volunteers was like, Miss Bridget, I think you should look at it this way. I think you should look at it this way, and that's good, or whatever, and that's so great to have is somebody that you can trust. That you know they're out for your better good, right? And so that they're going to tell you, "Hey, I don't think that's a good idea." And I have girlfriends that like that as well. Um, that when I'm feeling overwhelmed or when I'm feeling a certain way or I don't know which way I need to turn, that they'll say, "Hey, well, remember what you know? Remember this, or you did this before, so maybe you should do it this way." And so you don't always want yes people around you. I'm going to tell you that right now because you'll, you know, be on a cliff and they'll be like, yeah, go, 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 go. Um, you don't know, always want yes people around. You want someone around you that's going to be like, okay, I don't know if that's a good idea. Why don't you look at it another way? So that's been my support system, my volunteers and my close circle of friends.
0: Absolutely. Right. Well, not having the yes people around you, uh, you, you, you need that person. Like I said, that accountability person, whoever that's going to be for you, you absolutely need that. Uh, and, and it ties back to what you were just saying a little bit ago about that open sign, right? It's like, I'm open, open, open. And, and the yes person kind of does that same thing for you. Mm-hmm. Everything just free flowing and it's, it's always coming, right? And that's mm-hmm. not always the best thing to have. Now, another piece that I want to layer on top of that is talking about uh, who, who shouldn't go along on a journey with you. Uh, and unfortunately in life, we do have uh, people and friends and certain family members and other things uh, that maybe shouldn't go or be included. Um, because unfortunately, and this, that's the reality of life, certain individuals can be more negative. Uh, we'll call them dream crushers is, is a good way to look at it. Um, so that's the evaluation you need to be able to make real time in the moment. And maybe not even share the initial concepts of thoughts with the person. Not, not the fact that you're doing it. It's the fact that you are even thinking about doing it. You know, mm-hmm. there are certain people that you might not want to even bring into that conversation. What do you say about that?
1: And these could be really good people, right? They could be really sweet people, very genuine people, very nice people. And you call them dream crushes. I call them spirit, like um, spirit seekers. Like I'm like, okay she's going to drain my spirit i already know so mm-hmm. he's going to drain my spirit i already know mm-hmm. that so you just have to be careful about the conversation and cuz a lot of times you can be on fire for an idea or on fire for a vision and because of their own experiences not because of what they've even seen in you they may you know that not is anybody else doing it have you seen it done before um so when people do it we'll use that cuz i know somebody that did it and it didn't work out you know you want to keep those people as friends and family and keep them in that friends and family box. But when you have your vision and when you're on fire for something, you have a passion to do something, or you have set a goal, you may not want to bring those people with you. You know, those uh, spirit drainers, you know, you know those people that drain spirits and you may want to, I know you want them to be excited for you, but they are not going to be. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) So, very important part though uh, of of that, and and knowing who those people are or are not in your life, and uh, again, getting past whatever guilt that may be associated with it, or all of that, because as Bridget said a little while ago, the self care piece of it, uh, the uh, the ultimate objective is to reach your goal. Uh, So, you want. The positivity you want, the support you want, those around you who may be of like mind or like mindset, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and want to be supportive as you move forward and and get those things done. So, very important piece. Very important. So let's bring it home, Bridge. Let's let's summarize kind of where we are and uh, maybe share some last tips on how to uh, just stay committed and and the importance of it uh, as people complete their journeys uh, and. Again, it's, it's a wash, rinse, repeat thing too. So you're never really done. You'll finish one thing, you'll move on to the next. So I'll pull this in let's talk about it. So here's some additional tips to uh, stay committed. And this is a, a slide I put up on the screen for those uh, of you on the podcast, we'll read through it. Um, find a mentor or a coach who can help you stay motivated. Um, and I think that's one thing that I really wanted to to harp on because that's key. And when you do go out and find this mentor, this is, and this is what Bridget was just saying a moment ago. Don't go find the girlfriend, the guy friend, or whoever else, that no matter what you say, no matter what you do, they're going to go, Yeah, 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 I'm your cheerleader, right? That's not the person you want to do this. You want someone who is going to go, mm, Yeah, you know what? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not what you should do. And then they're, gonna, not that they're going to, not that they want to crush your dreams. they want to help guide your dreams help lead you in a positive direction and sometimes that's uh, as those saying is tough love they have and they have to be able to give that and administer that to you in in ways that move things forward so finding that person
1: for you is important mm-hmm. um, if you're not a fan of constructive criticism that's not that first one is going to be hard for you um, because um I told you before when I when I reached out to people I was really insecure at the time especially in my in my program so it was hard for me to reach out to people that had the same type of vision and that were s- seemingly successful in it and so I felt like I was comparing myself all the time so I didn't want to reach out because then they would I would be like okay well they're doing a lot I'm not doing all that but you want that. You want to find someone that has walked that path. Just like people will ask you that or, or want to walk the path that you're walking. You want to find a mentor or a coach. And I don't necessarily have a mentor, but I do have people that are like minded that are, have done this longer than I have. And they have kind of told me what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And I you know, kind of share what I'm doing and they gave me some feedback. So you want someone that is walking that path.
0: 100% you do. Absolutely. But you want to take the second bullet point there?
1: And, and it, it goes along with what I just said. Join a support group or online community of people who are working towards similar goals. And that might not necessarily be your friends and family. Um, mm-hmm. You may have to be got, get outside the box and reach out to strangers. They mm-hmm. have no idea who you are or what you're doing. But once you research a lot of these support groups and a lot of the online community, especially, all I had to put in was, Team outreach and just a load of people, even with that, with the name, came up, and so you want to join those people because they will keep you motivated. They will keep you on course with your goals because most of those, most of those support groups are goal oriented. Oh one hundred
0: percent. And the other thing I want to add to that, especially, is talking about peer groups.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and you know, obviously, we all have peer groups. We have certain circles that we uh, gravitate to and that we run with. Um, and depending on what your goal is, if you're looking to elevate yourself, change or move to in a different way in life than you have in the past, um, then guess what? You're probably going to need to change your peer group because how are you going to know how to navigate, how to be, how to do if the group that you're with, the, 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 the circle that you spend most of your time with doesn't do that thing right Mm -hmm. whatever this you're trying to elevate yourself to a a great analogy i use is talking about something as simple as racing so if i want to run a marathon but i'm spending all of my time with guys who are sprinters and all they do is run the hundred yard dash how am i ever going to get trained and understand what it takes Mm
1: -hmm. to run
0: a marathon Mm -hmm. so because it's it is all still track and field However, that peer group that I'm with is not going to be able to help guide me in that particular way. So that's what what I mean when I say that is if there's a certain thing you're trying to accomplish, it's out of your existing comfort zone, uh, something maybe you don't have the knowledge or understanding of, go find a group or organization, shift up your peers to help you elevate your mindset and your understanding so that you can start to gravitate, move your way up that ladder.
1: And I will say that, and this is just my own opinion. Men are more likely to stay focused on that and to choose peer groups. Women are so emotional, right? And that we want to choose people that we've known all this time, or and then we, <clears throat> and we, and we're disappointed when our circles of friends are not are not the people that we need to share those goals with. But don't be discouraged. Like as 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 women become more progressive, um, and business mind like. Their, um, their sets of friends will change. Um, mm. And then that will show you who your real friends are, who your support system is. And that's what I love about my friends. I mean, I'm doing something that they're not doing clearly. But they always are there to support me. So if I'm busy that week or that or that next week or those next, that next whole month doing something that's going to support my mentor program, they're not saying, well, you don't hang out with us anymore and you used to do this and now you don't do this anymore. That'll, that's going to show you who your real support and your real circle of friends. So that's a good thing. Um, but you will have to change some of those circles because everybody is not, does not have your vision. And you'll learn that when you start to share with everybody, um, that everybody is not going going along that. And so that's when you start to weed out those people that are really not for you because they will see that you are advancing to something else and you, you're joining this group. And you know me, I'm always trying to get more and more information and, and, and collaborate with a lot of community organizations. And not, they're not necessarily my friends, right? And so I'm mm-hmm. having to go out, outside the box. But it's going to be better for you. As women, we get emotional and say, well, I, want, I thought that they was going to be there. Well, they are there, but they don't have that vision that you do. So you're going to have to step outside of that and go to a peer group or a support group and not be so emotionally tied to it.
0: Got it. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. So the next two on the list we've kind of already talked about, and that's, um, you know, set smaller achievable goals um, that you can know and then celebrate it along the way. You know, so as you knock off, if you check those boxes, uh, pat yourself on the back, show yourself some appreciation because those are accomplishments that you have made. And then, uh, as it says, reward yourself for your progress as you go. Um, that's a very important thing, I think, to do, too, because it, it keeps you motivated and it helps continue to move you forward. Um, then the last one is one I think we struggle with a lot uh, and, and different circles and, and different things. It says, uh, don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Uh, and again, this goes back to understanding your Why? Because if, if you truly do understand the root of it and why you're even going down that road in the first place, then there's less, I don't know, I'm gonna use the word shame is a is word I'll use. You don't feel as intimidated of when you do share what it is you're trying to accomplish because you have a firm grasp and understanding of why you're doing it in the first place. But when you don't have that, and then now you have to ask for help, it, you feel a little awkward and, and it, things feel a little bit uneasy. Um, Bridget, I know you have. And you'll start,
1: start to feel like you can't do it. So asking for help does not mean you can't do it. It means you need support to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I know with me, Miss um, do it all. Um, I never asked for help, and then at the end of the day, I'm tired and frustrated and overwhelmed. And so I had to learn, well those, those people are in place for that you know for that reason. God has placed these people in your path for that, for that support, for that help. And so asking for help does not show a weakness. Actually, it shows a great leader a great leader and so um, I learned that you have to delegate some responsibilities um, to other people that know how to do that and then can teach you how to do that and that's what they're there for so now if I don't know how to do a thing I'm going to reach out to people that know how to do the thing and so that you know at the end of the day we both know how to do that now and it's I'm not intimidated by that anymore.
0: Correct. Absolutely. 100%. So being able to ask for help, uh, know who to go to, and that goes back to having that support group that we talked about earlier, whether it's peers, family, friends, because um, you've already kind of shared with them what you're trying to accomplish, and they they have your back. Um, so, but, but sometimes you need help, and it's okay to ask for it. So that kind of brings us to the end. Uh, I think, as I said, commitment is a journey. It's not a destination, uh, because you're always going to be taking on new commitments day to day, week to week, uh, and so on as you move through life. Um, but you know, that at the end of the day, it's time, it's effort, it's dedication. I recently did a post and it basically said there's some things that you don't get back in life and one of them was time. Uh, once that's passed, it's passed. Opportunity, same thing. Once opportunity has passed its passed. So when you do have commitments and things that are open to you, uh, take advantage of it, take advantage of it now, because that opportunity or that time to do that thing might not come back around again. So if it presents itself, try to be as honest with yourself and and commit and be truly committed to it. So you can move forward. I think that's an important piece
1: hmm. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to yourself um, when you especially when you talk about being committed, you know, stay true to yourself and then you'll see your why and then you see if you're organized or not. And then you'll see if you're, you have a, a, a support system, like a true support system in circle. Stay true to yourself because that's what you have to do. That's the very first thing you need to do to identify those things.
0: 100 percent so bridget final thoughts we kind of wrap this up what would be the last thing you want to share with the audience
1: well you know now we're talking about stay committed and i'm always going inside um looking out and out and in this and i hope this applies but do it anyway like do it afraid do it alone um do it with with support do it without support if there is something that you are committed to and you want this and this is a passion for you do it
0: 100 percent yeah that makes perfect sense to uh do it as you said i think like, said so do it afraid and i love that because you you are obviously putting yourself out into uh different areas and different uh, space that's outside of your comfort zone so it's not going to be comfortable but that's where the growth happens and that's where the true reward comes into um so that that's important for me from a final thought standpoint i look at it and i say um and i, and I mentioned earlier uh not just a saying no but to, as, as I said here, narrow your focus. So t- to take on less to do less, because it gives you the opportunity to deliver on the things that you are truly committed to, mm-hmm. and to d- deliver on them at a high level. So narrowing your focus, and that goes back to your whys and some of those things that maybe you know what, that's really not relevant. So let me get that off of my list. And I said too, have a commitment list, you know, have a, a, a thing or a list from a tracking standpoint of things that you are trying to commit or working towards from a commitment standpoint, because that's the that accountability piece. So I think it is important that for myself accountability, especially that you are uh, tracking and trying to keep yourself on task uh, and knowing where you are uh, in, in a reference to your different uh, commitments that you've made is a very important piece. So that's the things for me is, um, as I said, just take on less being able to say no uh, narrowing your focus and focusing on the things that are truly relevant, so you can deliver uh, on what's there is it's probably I think the, the key components to it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I think that's kind of all we have for today. I do want to say, um, when it comes to commitment, and I think another thing that's important is sometimes we need to figure out our whys as we talked about uh and that's something that you can do as part of my the master class that i've developed so i have a master it's the ascent to self-excellence Masterclass. the first two modules you can take anytime it's free it's online so it's uh, accessible to anyone who wants to go at ascentmasterclass.com and basically those first two modules talk about your aspirations and your spark so those are two things that can definitely help you qualify get a better grasp and understanding on your why so if that's something that you struggle because if if that's something you struggle with you can't seem to get your head around definitely drop over ascentmasterclass.com take the time to go through those first two modules i think it really will help lay a foundation for you to be able to move forward uh, to the things you either already committed to or maybe some new things that you might want to take on from a commitment standpoint
1: that's awesome
0: all right Well, folks, that's it. I thank everyone for joining us. As always, uh, Bridget, thank you so much. We'll be doing our next session on the 16th. My pleasure. We look forward forward to seeing everybody there. And until then, uh, everyone have a great weekend. Bridget, any last words?
1: No, have a great weekend, guys.
0: All right. Thank you, everyone. And and, until we see you, uh, take care. Be safe.